Hey friends, welcome back to Wise and happy 2021. I apologize for not putting this episode out last week, but I wanted to make sure that I had enough space to sort of talk through the things that I wanted to talk about, which are going to be in this episode. Number one, my word of the year. Number two, my hit and shit list. Number three, uh, a new approach to how we do resolutions. And lastly, the biggest lessons that I learned in 2020. Uh, I also hope that you had a great holiday season. My Christmas was super chill. I played volleyball. I watched the sunset on the beach, cooked. New Year's was kind of the same, just really relaxed, and it was all awesome. And I really do feel a new and bright energy in 2021, even though it was just like we literally just like clock struck midnight and we're like, all right, we're in a new year, but we're still like who we are. And, you know, I really used to have these grand expectations of the new year and resolutions and like, all right, I'm going to be like this incredible new person who feels like doing the things that are going to get me to my goals. And that never works, (laughs) as I'm sure you probably know. So I really want to spend this time or this episode discussing that a different way that we can approach the new year. And also, I really want to focus on my lessons that I learned a little bit of housekeeping. So I am actually opening up five one-on-one coaching spots. And even before I opened them up this morning, one was taken. So I have four one-on-one coaching spots available for January. I had several clients end their time with me in December because they're just ready to be on their own. Typically, I work with people for three to six months, probably about 85% of people or 90% of people end up staying on for six months, but we always start with three. So if you want your own personalized macro plan, along with how you can fundamentally change and look at your beliefs and look at all of your food stuff so that you never have to do a nutrition program again, that is what intuitive macros is. And I really want that for everybody. I just want you to feel good in your body. I want you to feel like you are in control of your food and in control of these things. And that's what intuitive macros does. So it won't be the first nutrition program you do, but it will certainly be your last. That is my guarantee. And I just am so proud of the work that we do in this program because People eat more than they ever have. They experience more freedom than they ever have with food and they reach their fat loss goals if that is their goal. You don't have to have a fat loss goal, but most of the people that come to me do. So if you feel like you've tried everything and you want a personalized blueprint that will be 100% customized to you, reach out to me, uh, sign up for a call at the link in my bio or send me a DM on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo and we will go ahead and do the next steps to see if you are a good fit. So we're going to have four slots available. I'm announcing it here on the podcast first before I do it on Instagram and in my emails. So jump on them if you would like to take one of those spots. I'm also going to be opening up the Intuitive Macros group coaching program again in February. This last cohort filled up, so I wanted to make sure that we get started on the next one already. So stay tuned for that if you want to do a group setting. People still get amazing results in that too, so that will also be an option. Last thing, I'm also opening up my business 
mentorship, my six month online business mentorship at the end of this month. I'm only taking 10 women. So I am going to start doing applications for that uh, beginning on Tuesday, January 5th and Wednesday, January 6th. One of those days I'm going to be sending out an email with a link to the application. So if you want to get on that wait list, go to the show notes, click the link there to get on the wait list. And also you can also DM me on Instagram, which is the easiest and fastest way to reach me. And we will go ahead and get you started on that. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about business too. So stay tuned. Can't wait to do all of those different things. So let's get into the meat of this episode. And the first thing I want to talk about is my word for 2020, and that is space. So I spoke a little bit about this on last week's episode, I think, or the week before. And I wanted to wanted this to be my word because the last several years have just been filled with a lot of stuff. And I wanted to have the space in order to just continue evolving without tons of life changes. I'm settled in LA right now. My apartment is pretty much done. I feel like I don't have a lot of big personal life things happening, like no more moves. Uh, I went through a lot of, you know, I mean, I got engaged, I got married, I got divorced. So all of those things, you know, took a lot of energy, obviously. And right now, like, I'm just kind of chilling, not with my business or anything or my goals, but in terms of like personal life stuff, I'm really just settled and ready to just like put my head down and work and serve all of you. And I also, many of you have noticed that there's been a change in me over the last several years, and that has come from mainly the lessons that I'm going to be talking about at the end of this episode, but really taking up space and taking up the space that I need to and using my voice more. For me, this has been the greatest challenge and the most rewarding thing that I've ever done because I think sometimes when you grow up in a way where you are told that you need to be quiet and don't ruffle feathers and don't use your voice and just like leave everything surface and don't talk about stuff and like hide your feelings that shit gets ingrained in you. And if you relate to that, you know that this is true if you had a similar upbringing. So for me, my growth has come from learning to use my voice and learning to trust myself. And as I do those things, I take up more space and there's still a little bit of room for me to do that. And I'm excited to continue to do that this year. And I can't wait to share with you what I plan on doing and what I plan on bringing you. So if you have a word of the year, please let me know. I would love to hear it. I encourage you to just pick one. Focus on one thing. I used to pick like six and I'm like, no wonder I didn't reach my goals as often or, you know, I didn't get close to reaching them as I thought I would because I had a million. Let's just focus on one. Put your actions into that The next thing that I wanted to talk about is a new approach for the new year and how we can focus on being honest with ourselves and reflecting over 2020. And I mean, like, yes, (laughs) this year was nuts. No one expected a global pandemic. No one expected life with masks. No one expected not being able to hug and see each other 
and getting anxiety and getting stressed out when you see people on TV that like don't have masks on. Like that really stresses me out when I watch old TV shows and I'm like, oh my God, there's so many people in this restaurant and they're all not wearing masks. Um, That is very stressful to me. And you know, I remember traveling at the end of February, beginning of March of 2020, which was um, the last time that like things were kind of normal. And I I never expect, I mean, who did? None of us expected this to happen. It turned our lives upside down. And on top of that, I think that it also made us just get really clear on like, wait, do I actually like the way that I'm living my life? Now I have a lot of time to look at the way I'm living it and my actions and my goals and what I'm doing it. Do I like myself? Do I like who I'm becoming? And again, there's no right or wrong answer here. It's just like, do am I telling myself the truth? Have I told myself the truth for years? And it's okay if you haven't. I was in that spot for a really long time, but I encourage you to, instead of making these big sweeping things of like, I'm going to go hard and I'm going to like do keto and I'm going to like go on this like super low calorie diet and run every day and do two a day workouts plus get my 15,000 steps, like that's going to fizzle out. And what matters to me is the ways that you change for the long run. And the way that I do this is... Uh, what I call the hit and the shit list. So what I do at the end of every year and at the beginning of every year, I make a list of things that make me feel really good. And then I make a list of things that make me feel really shitty. And I focus on doing three things from the hit list every single day. And I focus on eliminating things from the shit list that I that don't make me feel good. And many of these things are self-imposed. So for example, on my shit list, I had things like people pleasing and comparison, codependency, which were my big, some of my biggest lessons in 2020 of like how much my people pleasing tendencies were still ingrained in me, how much I compared myself, how much I believed my anxiety. Uh, Many of you, I mean, everybody probably knows that I struggle with anxiety. I take Prozac for it um, because sometimes my anxiety can lead to depression. Thankfully, I haven't gone through a depressive episode in a really long time. But it's important for me to still manage my anxiety. And my anxiety is not nice. (laughs) It is, if you deal with anxiety, you know. And for me, one of my biggest things for 2021 is not listening to my anxiety and and really being more intentional about the ways that I choose my thoughts. And that takes care of everything else because I because of my anxiety sometimes I end up procrastinating and I end up like wasting time and you know it's likely that you don't notice that but these are things that I I get mad or I get I don't want to say mad, but I I get frustrated with myself sometimes because I know I am not, or I know that my anxiety has limited me. And yes, like it is so real. And I give myself compassion for that, um, for dealing with that and coming far. But the thing is, I know how much time I have lost to my anxiety and in acknowledging my anxiety and really 
working to not believe the thoughts that my anxiety gives me sometimes, I my life would be a lot easier if I had the tools to do that. And I will do an episode on that eventually, but that's just really like mindfulness and really doing the stuff to cultivate a different sense of self. It's like keeping your promises. This is when we get into the hit list. The shit list is really like, okay, let me see what it is that hasn't been working. Now, what can I actually do about it? So for me, it's like strength training for me is number one, moving my body. Number one, non-negotiable, eating well, eating protein and vegetables at every single meal or most meals, protein definitely at every meal. Um, And then doing some sort of mindfulness practice. So I, those are my three things, the movement, the eating, and then some sort of like spirituality, reading, journaling that I do every single day. These are things that spill into other areas of my life. They allow me to be a better, um, friend and a better business owner and, you know, a better owner to my dog, even though like, obviously we have, if you have a pet, like you have responsibilities that you need to do every single day, but they just make me better. And I want you to know that you have the control to do these things. Many of the things on our hit list are things that we don't want to do. That's just real talk. And I think that we need to expect that resistance. We can't, we have to expect that it's always going to be there. And we have to expect that we can move our fear behind us and we can move it. The fear is never going to go away. Let's just move its placement. Let's move it from in front of us to behind us so that it can fuel us to move forward. So I want you to start thinking about things like that of like, how can I be active in making myself better if you desire that? And how can I be active in becoming the better version of me? How can I keep those promises to myself? How can I show up for myself when I don't feel like it? I had so had so many moments where like I gave up on the day. I'm just like looking back on my life. All right, all right, fuck it. Like I didn't work out. I ate well. I mean, I ate like shits. So, like fuck the rest of the day. I'm not going to do anything. And that's harmful <laughs> to us. It really leads us down a road of self-sabotage and it's just really not the best thing in order for how we want to feel. So for this year, I really want you to focus on how do I want to feel? And then what are the things that I need to do to do that? Do I want to feel alive and bold and empowered and sexy? What do I need to do to do that? Do I need to hire a coach? Do I need to be around more supportive people? Do I need to be more diligent with my meal prep? Do I need to get a workout program that I really want to do? Can I join a gym if it's safe for me to join a gym in my area uh, that's, you know, complying with the uh, standards that people need to do for gyms? What can I do to feel the way that I want to feel? And then every day I'm going to do those things. You will be astounded with the amount of things that you can accomplish in a year if you stick to these things that you're going to do every day, because again, they carry over into every single area. And it's incredible the different results that we can get if we stick to these things. I want you to know that you're strong enough to do these things. I want you to know that if the gap between who you are right now and who you want to be is so big that you feel like you need to quit. That is a lie that your brain is telling you. You can start right now. You can get the support that you need. You can show up to do the things that you know that you can do. If you're listening to this podcast, you have it inside of you, that knowing 
that feeling of like, I just want more for myself. I want better for myself. I want better relationships and I want a better life and better friends. And I want to feel better in my body. And I just want more, more me, more taking up space. It comes from those actions, you showing up over and over and over and over again, and proving to that small part of you that isn't you, that you can do it. And then cultivating that wise part of yourself. That's part of the reason that this podcast is called wise, because we all have two parts of us. We have the part that is scared and hiding and doesn't want to put themselves out there and is fearful. And then we have the other and and has shitty thoughts. And then we have the other self that we cultivate through these actions through these things that we do every single day that we show up for. So I want you to know that you can do these things and I encourage you to make your hit and your shit list and share it with me on Instagram. If you want to, um, I posted mine. There is a post from January 3rd, 2021, where I did a swipe of my list so you can check it out there. But I want you to not think that you have to make these huge extreme things in order to change. You can do things little by little every day. And that means they're going to stick. Let this be the year that you don't let yourself down. And I say this with so much love because I know that for us, we hear a lot of the things out there is like, just eat whatever. And I've said this a million times, like just eat whatever and just like work out when you feel like it. And, um, you know, like rest when you need to, that's not good for me. It really isn't. And it took took years and a lot of confidence in order for me to figure these things out. I need structure. Um, I need... (sighs) I need discipline. And I sighed like that because, you know, I'm thinking back to all the times that I let myself down and... I don't let myself down anymore because of these things. We can have loving discipline. We can have a, we can have these things, but it comes with action. And that comes with balancing those two parts of yourself and cultivating and actively creating that wise part of you. So kind of went into a little bit of a tangent there, just kind of talking about actions, but it is very, very, very important that you do these things and you keep your promises because that thing is the biggest game changer. Now, lastly, for this episode, I want to talk about the biggest lessons that I've learned in 2020 that I learned in 2020. And many of you know that I went through a lot of personal stuff in 2020. It was the hardest year of my life, also the most growth and also brought me closest to me. Sometimes we need to have shit fall apart, which for me, like it really, I went through a lot of stuff. I went through a lot of stuff with my family. I got a divorce. I moved. I did things and acted in a way that I knew was in my own best interest. And the reaction of those around me in doing this was heartbreaking sometimes. And I, in the past me, would have not followed my heart. I just would have said, oh yeah, like you're probably right. I probably shouldn't do this. And the me now, knowing deep inside of my heart that every action that I took was the right thing, even if it was hard, 
even if it hurt others, even if it was um, something that I knew would be painful, even for me for a long time, I knew that it was what I had to do. I knew 100% that these things were right for me. And because of that, I grew so much and it has catapulted me into feeling a way about life and myself and the universe that I've never felt before. So this is just inspiration for you. If you're going through something that's scary or uncertain and like you're just feeling like, oh my God, how am I going to get through this? You will get through this. I promise you. And I'm going to talk about the lessons that I learned um, and how they've helped me become more me. I have five lessons here. The first one is that nobody is coming to save you. Now that might sound a little bit harsh. It might sound a little bit, um, yeah, it's just, it sounds kind of harsh, but it is also the truth. Something that I've learned this year is that I, although I am a positive person and I'm super optimistic, sometimes I ended up like just ignoring things and just kind of like living like kind of carelessly, you know, not like super extreme careless or anything, but like, you know, my grandmother always used to tell me like, if your head wasn't attached to your body, you would lose your head. (laughs) So it's really like, okay, I had a husband for a really long time. I was very, very, very close to my family for a really long time. And I through this process and through, you know, 2020, I had to be completely on my own. And I learned that I can 100% take care of myself. And I think that if you've ever been divorced, like I am somebody who like, you know, the other day I hung a mirror with anchors, two mirrors with anchors by myself. And like, that might not seem like a big deal, But that really signified to me that I can do things by myself and I don't need anybody to save me. I don't need anybody to um, support me. I support me. And I always had people to fall back on if something happened or whatever. And I still do, of course. But I think now I know like I've got my back. I can do whatever I want. And because I've got my back and I know that if things go the right way, amazing. I trust myself to make that decision. And also if things like aren't good from a decision that I made, I trust myself to recuperate from that. So this was something that was really hard for me to learn, but nobody has to save you. You can save you. And sometimes we need to have our back against the wall in order to make that happen. The next thing that I learned was that you are your own soulmate. This was something, a discussion that I've had with a really close, amazing friend of mine. You guys should follow her on Instagram, uh, Deanna Schober. She is at Deanna Schober on Instagram. And Deanna is truly a soulmate of mine, like a friend soulmate. But her and I have had a lot of um, discussions about codependency because it was something that both of us have really been through a lot. And, you know, I think that we're all taught in a 
way that we need to go through life and we need to find our soulmate. And like once that per it's like that person is everything and oh my gosh, what's gonna happen if you know, that person leaves or whatever it is. Like those thoughts go through my head. I think we think like, I'm going to find my soulmate and everything's just going to be perfect. And I've, and I used to believe that in, cause I, I am a hopeless romantic, but we are our own soulmates. Our energy needs to go to us. Nobody should be responsible for your happiness except for you. Nobody should be responsible for your okayness except for you. Can you be affected? Can your emotions be affected by the relationships in your life? Of course, and that's normal, but you cannot let yourself go or abandon yourself for another person. You have to come first. You have to be your own soulmate. Put that energy into you where you feel worthy And like you are a freaking prize to be won because you are. Put that energy into you becoming your best self. What does that mean? What are the fears that you need to get over? What are the actions that you need to take? How do you need to eat? How do you need to move? How do you need to think? How much sleep do you need to get? What do you need to do in life to put energy into you so you can be your shiniest, sparkliest, most vibrant and amazing self. And then the relationships that are for you will come unexpectedly, 100%. And it is likely that you will outgrow other relationships. And that is okay too. Because <laughs> you are your own soulmate. Your relationship, it's like that sex in the city thing. It's like the relationship you have with yourself. It's true. The relationship that you have with you is the relationship that is the most important thing. And you have to stay in your integrity with yourself. Integrity means that the way that you think and the actions that you take, the way that you think, meaning like who you think yourself to be and who you want to be and your potential and the actions that you take are aligned. Are you doing the things that make you that person is the vision of who you have in your head are, do they match? And when they don't match, that's when like that other shit comes up. And that's when we feel like we need to let ourselves down or overeat or like mindlessly scroll or whatever it is. All of these things are things that will, um, you you doing the things that will make you more you are things that are going to help you be more you, obviously. They're going to make you your best self let yourself be your own soulmate. Count on yourself, number one above all else. That is the most important thing. And then if somebody who comes into your life that you don't need, I think we all need to get to a place where we don't need someone, but we want someone and that other person wants us. Needing someone in your life is really problematic. (laughs) You need to do the work of create whether that honestly I'm just going to say it whether that's financial whether that is emotional whether it's spiritual you need to do the work of being okay on your own if you if you are happy and you have those other things and you're taken care of by another person and you're happy with that that's amazing but I know that for me I have found the biggest growth by finding those things on my own first And then having relationships with people who 
are there because I want them to be there and because it's fun and fulfilling. But like the energy of desperation and needing somebody is never good. And that's a lesson that maybe you've learned the hard way too. I've definitely learned it the hard way. It's not healthy to live in that if you are putting the responsibility of your happiness and your well-being on someone else. We need to do the work of doing that on our own. And that's a harsh truth and something that I really didn't want to hear, but I'm telling you. So you can just begin to take those steps and the hit and shit list can help with those. The next thing is that leap or the next lesson is leap and you will build the net on the way down. So when this pandemic happened, I was living in Portland. I honestly didn't know how long I would be in Portland when I moved there. I was just like, all right, I'm moving to the West Coast. I know I'm going to stay on the West Coast for a really long time, but I didn't know the exactness of how long that would be. And when I got a divorce and my husband moved, my ex-husband moved back to Miami, I was alone in Portland for six months. And you know, I, I mean, a lot of people know that Portland was kind of a shit show <laughs> during that time. Uh, I love the Pacific Northwest and I love Portland and I will always see it as like the place that got me out of Miami and the place that helped me grow a lot. I was alone. Um, you know, I had friends and, you know, people that I would see and I had my dog and I had the flowers. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, like, you know that I took a walk every single day amongst the flowers. Those things were integral to me, but ev- almost everyone in my life thought that I should move back to Miami. And people thought that I was crazy for staying in Miami. I mean, staying in Portland by myself. Uh, I knew that I was going to move to LA, but I wanted to stay. It was deliberate for me to stay um, in Portland for longer because I just wanted to have some space and time to just kind of settle on my own and, and learn what it was like to live by myself again. I hadn't lived by myself for six years. So I wanted that space. And, you know, when you get a divorce, like, you know, my ex-husband and I split everything. So overnight, my expenses doubled. And I, you know, sometimes you're used to spending an amount of money, making a certain amount of money. And um, I overnight had to factor in, okay, all of my expenses are going to double. I need to make this work and I need to make this happen. And it was fine. And I knew that it would be fine. But that forced me, that gave me a ton of confidence. Like, oh my gosh, I can take care of myself completely on my own. I can move across the country on my own. I can pay for, you know, movers and I can pay for, um, you know, a security deposit and rent on an apartment on my own. And I remember having this moment sitting in my apartment when I got the keys, just sitting there and being so proud of myself that I trusted my, and knowing that it was right, sitting there and knowing that I did the right thing that even though most people thought I was crazy, people very close to me didn't, didn't, did not like what I was doing. Um, definitely had thoughts and opinions that I should do the exact opposite thing that I was doing. And they thought I was crazy for doing what I did, but I knew And I knew that if I just followed the breadcrumbs of like, all right, today I'm going to just take this step. 
tomorrow I'm going to figure the rest out. And then the next day I'm going to do the next thing. Now I see myself settled in an apartment that I love, in a city that I love, near the beach, around amazing people. Um, I know that everything that I did was right. And if you choose to make those decisions from a place of knowing and you know that it's the right thing for you, things are going to show up in your life that you didn't know how. And you, and I'm mainly talking about like a renowned confidence, a renowned trust, uh, a renewed sense of you. But it happens by taking the leaps. It happens by trusting yourself. And sometimes it seems so far away that we end up quitting or we don't know how we're going to do it. It happens just step by step. It happens just like little tiny thing by little tiny thing. And one day you're like, oh my God, all of that stuff happened. (laughs) It was so hard, but like also it wasn't that bad. Like I survived. I'm still here and I'm better for it. The last thing I'm seeing my list here. Oh, the next thing is that there's no guarantees in life. So when I got married, I really thought that that was going to be my forever life. And that was going to be my forever thing. I never anticipated on my wedding day that I would get a divorce. And I thought that like, all right, I'm locked in. Like, that's what marriage is like guaranteed forever. This is it. And I had the ultimate certainty, supposedly, and it wasn't certain. And that really changed my outlook on everything in life. Because especially when we get into relationships and stuff, we're like, okay, I want to do this thing. This is anything. I want to start a business only if I know that I'm going to make money. I want to invest in this friendship only if I know it's going to be worth it. I only want to get into this relationship and put my heart out there and be vulnerable and um, fall in love if I know it's going to be okay and safe. Damn. Those things are so hard to it's so hard to accept the reality that nothing is guaranteed it is it feels like the rug is being pulled out from under you and we can intend for things to always stay the same or for us to never get hurt but that is never going to happen nothing is guaranteed so what can we do then we can do our best right now we can put our energy into ourselves and do the things that we need to do And we can just live in the moment. Yes, be responsible, but also like live today. You don't have to worry about tomorrow until tomorrow comes. And even then it's going to be right now. So like it's really just been a reminder to me, be present. You don't know what's coming. You don't know what's going to happen, but you can take all of that and you can use it as fuel to be better. You can use it as fuel to trust yourself. You can use it as a way for you to know that, okay, I trust that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay because I'm my own soulmate. So that was a really big thing for me to, to realize and to know. And I want you to know that, yes, it's hard. Yes, it's like a sad thing. But promises or, you know, guarantees or whatever it is, like there actually is no guarantee. And it's terrifying, uh, especially for people like us. But it's also very freeing because then it's like, all right, what can I do today? What can I do right now? And it's freeing in the sense of like, you know, I am going to enjoy this moment to the fullest. And then when the next thing comes, I will enjoy that too. (laughs) 
the last thing that I have for you today, because this is getting to be one of the longest podcasts that I've done in a really long time, is that you need to do what's best for you. This is what I did this year, again, in the midst of like many people thinking that what I was doing was not the right thing. And when you do what's best for you, you have the potential of hurting others, which is what I did. And the thing is that in this case, if I wouldn't have hurt others, I would have hurt myself and I would have lied to myself and I would have, wouldn't have been in integrity with myself. Again, there's no guarantees that I was going to stay the same person, that I was going to have the same desires and wants and needs. I changed. And people can only meet you to the point that they have met themselves. So if they see you, you know, taking risks and really embodying yourself and taking up space, like that's risky to them, you know? So I really want you to keep that in mind that number one, you need to do what's best for you. No matter what anyone else tells you, even if you feel like you might hurt somebody or disappoint people, like that is where I really saw my codependency like, you know, come to light this year and really work to heal my traumas and all of this stuff. Um, because I did what I knew was right for me. I knew it was right for me for the biggest, for the longest time. And I did it. And I, even my move, you know, like I did all of these things that I knew were right. And I know for certain that they're right for right now. And again, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks because you, as my friend and client Marcy Nevin says, you're going to go to sleep tonight and your head's going to hit the pillow. Are you going to be okay with yourself? Part of life is sometimes having to disappoint other people, having to disappoint their expectations of you and your changes and you doing what's best for you. I think it's more selfish to lie. And I think it's more selfish to lead people on in a way that is not right. Uh, A life of honesty and truth and authenticity is the harder path. And to me, that is, you know, kind of a sad thing because like many of us live in the status quo. Many of us just kind of like do many things that we don't want to do at the expense of our happiness and at the expense of our joy, or we think we're too much or too selfish or all of these things. But I guarantee you, if you do these things and you consistently do them, it's going to create a void. And then that void is going to be filled with things that you never would have expected. So that is all I have for you today, my friends. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you, um, that it got your wheels turning in your brain. I hope that you got some renewed confidence and some inspiration. I really just want to let you know that you can have whatever you want uh, and you're not going to be able to control how that comes to you. I never would have imagined that I'm living where I'm, where I'm living, that I have the relationships that I have, that I am able to do the things that I do. And it's largely because of you all that love my work and support me in that. And I'm so grateful to you for being here and being here for my evolution and all of these things. My gratitude goes so deep. I don't even know how to explain it. I'm kind of getting like choked up right now. 
but I'm so grateful to you and I'm grateful that you listen. And if you ever need anything or if you need to want to send me a DM, my DMs are always open. I love hearing from you. I would love to hear how this impacts you, if it inspired you in any way. Um, And until then, I hope that you have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you next week.